I hope you're doing well today. I know I've brought this up before, but if you go to our website, Healing Care Ministries, you're going to find out about events that are coming up, resources that are available, opportunities. I would encourage you to spend a little time, go there, and only take you a moment, healingcareministries.org. You may find something there that would help you. Let me say a word of prayer. Father, we come in the name of our Lord Jesus, and we ask that the ministry of the Holy Spirit would move in this time. Father, from what I've learned, there are people listening in places all across the United States and in numerous countries around the world. How grateful I am. Lord, to plant seeds of the kingdom, I pray that you, Holy Spirit, will take whatever words I have and use them to go deep into hearts, drawing us closer to you embrace, helping us to walk the way of Jesus, the way you, Jesus, walk the way. Let us never forget that this is about a relationship with you, Lord Christ, through the Holy Spirit, drawing us into the embrace of the Father. It is not about religion. It's about an intimacy. Thank you, Father, for this. I pray in the name of Jesus for you to minister to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, we live in attention, don't we? There are so many, many things that we can be grateful for. In this particular day, I know for myself, some individuals have generously contributed to Healing Care Ministries to help us build cabins. I had a wonderfully delightful time with my wife for lunch. The sunrise was brilliant as it came up, shining through our bedroom window. I could go on and on. So many reasons for gratitude. But at the same time, we know that people, we, face challenges, face difficulties. Just right now, in my day-to-day prayers, I'm praying for a, a dear man, younger than I am, that's struggling with pancreatic cancer. A wonderful, wonderful saint of a woman who lives in Pennsylvania who has been battling multiple myeloma for some time. Heard news of individuals that have lost jobs, that are facing relationship issues, things that are very personal. And it's simply the way of life. We hold joy in one hand, we face trials in another. And part of the Christian life is learning how to live in the tension of those two extremes and at the same time in doing it, stay on the path walking the way of Jesus, trusting, placing our hope in God. It's not easy, is it? And Jesus said it wouldn't be easy. He talked to us about the fact that we would face trials. But he talked about giving us his peace, a peace unlike anything we could experience in this world. You know, it seems that our world is increasingly moving toward disharmony. 
When God created the world, there was to be harmony, harmony with one another, with God, with creation, harmony within ourselves. And ever since that fall, we faced a world that brings a tremendous amount of disharmony, and we're seeing it across the world, unbelievable tragedies. We're also seeing a lot of anger rise up. And, and it's with that in mind that I want to turn to something that the Lord really taught me, if you will, today, or laid it deep upon my heart. It, it comes, again, out of the Psalms. And this particular Psalm is Psalm 43. I've already talked some about Psalm 42, but Psalm 43 is an amazing Psalm in its own right because it starts with the psalmist admitting that he's in a tough spot. People are speaking out against the psalmist. They're trying to find him and to hurt him, it appears, and he's asking to be rescued. And at the same time as he is saying that God is his stronghold, he's crying out and saying, but where are you, God? Wow, have you ever been in those moments? Those psalms that are here, like Psalm 13 and others, where we simply cry out to God, Oh God, where are you in the midst of our difficulty? How long, God, will you forget me forever? That's something that's very, very similar here. And he even uses the term oppressed. He says, I'm, I'm grieving. I'm oppressed by my enemy. Oppression is kind of like when the clouds roll in. You have a sunny day and everything looks bright and you can see for miles and suddenly that fog sets in and you can't see two feet in front of your face and you wonder if what was there yesterday is even still there today. I know that feeling. I've experienced that feeling. I understand my own weaknesses and my desire to cry out to God in the midst of my feelings. But it's at this point, right here, that something is prayed that overwhelms me. You see, what the, the psalmist says is, send me your light and your faithful care and let them lead me. I love that. Send me your light and your faithful care, let them lead me. Now, if you don't read further, I think you would, I know what I would do, I think, let your light and faithful care lead me to victory. Lead me out of this problem. Lead me to a place of overcoming. Because it's so desperately what I want and what I think I need. But when the psalmist prays that, he then says this. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. He's in a very, very tough spot. He's facing problems like we face problems. But at this point, when he asks God to give him his light and his care, he wants them to lead him not out of the problem, but into the presence of God. It seems that the solving of the problem is secondary. But what he's most desperate for is to experience the presence of God. He knows that will be enough.
this is this is something that I think we need to capture, that in the midst of our difficulty and we cry out to God for help, that we want the help that will take us into his presence. He calls it the holy mountain where you dwell. See, the psalmist wants God, it seems, more than he wants the problem to be solved. He goes on and says, you are my delight. You are my joy. And therefore, I'm going to sing to you and praise you. How often in my own difficulties, I do pray, but I pray, God, help me overcome. Help me get out of this circumstance. Defeat my enemy. But here the psalmist goes somewhere else, somewhere more powerful. He cries out in the midst of these difficulties that he would experience your presence. God, teach us, Holy Spirit. Teach us right now, really, right where we are. I'm sure there are people that they are tied up in knots over certain issues. Maybe you're facing a trial right now. It could be a health trial, an economic trial, a relational trial. And who doesn't want those to be resolved and get over with it? To have God come in and sweep the trial away. And yet what we see here in this psalmist is he is focused on the presence of God and wanting the presence of God above all things. He even goes on to speak to his own soul and says, why are you downcast? Put your hope in God. Believe that in these circumstances, God will ultimately come through. It almost seems so trite to remember that little phrase, glance at your problems, but gaze at God. But that's, that's part of what he's getting at here. There is a time in which we say to God, I don't like my problems. I wish my problems weren't here. I'd love them to go away. But there's something I want that's more important to me than solving the problem. And that is experiencing you in the midst of the problem. I think the very first time I heard that was in a book by Larry Crabb. And he said something almost exactly like that possibly referring to this particular scripture, that there's something more important when we face problems than seeing the problem solved, and that is finding God there. The great psychiatrist, Gerald May, said that he gave up psychiatry because he felt that in solving problems, he was eliminating people's opportunity to meet God in the midst of the problem. The problem becomes, if you will, a pathway to finding God if we cry out and say as the psalmist did here, give me your light, bring me your faithful care so that they will lead me into your presence. Our soul was made to experience the presence of God. We thrive when we're in 
the presence of God. The evil one wants us to be afraid of the presence of God. Yes, there is an awe to it, but there's also home to it where we most thrive. I, if you want to pray for me, th- this would be my prayer. That when the problems arise, I am able to ask God for light and for care that lead me into his presence. And there in his presence, which we do adore, hope will rise up that God's on the job. He can take care of what we're facing and that we can come out the other side. And so we say with the psalmist, why are we downcast? Let's hope in God. Let's allow him to draw us into his presence. I hope and pray this word reaches to the depth of our hearts. We need more more of God. We need more time in his presence. And when we're in the present moment of his presence, we begin to see all things will be well and all manner of things will be well, as Julian of Norwich said, when we taste of the presence of our glorious Father. Let's let's do that together. In the midst of our difficulty, let us cry out, God, lead me to your presence for that is where I will find my hope.